springboarding off of what we talked about yesterday, my friends. I'm hoping today that I can help liberate you guys from another myth that we're told is super desirable in daily life. Kind of like that one about multitasking. We decided that that ain't the move. Today, I'm going to make sure you guys stay away from dreaming of being an overnight success. Because overnight success just isn't a thing. It's another myth. Sorry to burst your bubble. I'm not trying to mess with you, but it is Tough Love Tuesday. Ego killer motivation right here. My goal today is to explain why overnight success is yet another myth of productivity that simply leads you guys slipping, tripping, instead of winning, grinning, and go-getting. So the point I'm trying to make is simply this. Don't spend any time doing these things. Goal setting, planning ahead. Don't spend no time establishing consistency. Avoid learning at all costs. Forget about feedback and constructive criticism or any criticism for that matter. Whether it's constructive or not, just anytime anybody kind of says, yo, you're slipping, just look at it and be like, nah, not really. You know, we've all been there. Focus only on the destination and forget the fact that the journey ever happened at all and compare yourself all the time. And guess what? Guess what? You've now relied on the entropy and luck of the world. And guess what? That's the making of an overnight success. It does not happen. We need to think. The next goal that we do set for ourselves, whether it's a few months from now or a couple years, whatever it is, we have it implanted and imprinted into our mind into our daily grind. It means something to us. We personalize it. Our intrinsic drive is on 10. We're over there ready to get busy and make moves on what our goals need to be. Those goals are going to launch us from where we are at today into a new lifestyle, a new paradigm of life tomorrow. That's how we know we've set positive goals. They level us the F up. They upgrade us without us having to look for the accoutrement for the decorations, the adornments of a life that is upgraded, not material things, not titles, not honor. We gift ourselves the dignity of upgrading through high goal setting, all right? That does not just happen. (laughs) And so what you need to do if you want that success, which is so easy to mark on the calendar, circle that, save the date, is start your planning today. I've said this often. What we're looking for is that satisfaction to feel like, oh, you know, I have somewhere to go. I know I'm about to get my master's in three years. So now all I have to do is get my master's. And then we stop focusing on all the little tidbits that prevented us from doing that high-level goal starting today. And what we're actually looking for is the gratification of that. We're looking to envision and we're mentally rehearsing the moment where we get that, that prize, that satisfaction, that euphoria. That says, yeah, I did that and it was glorious. We're looking for that moment. That moment doesn't happen until you finish, until you finish the race, until you finish the coursework, until you finish the material. Instead, you want that feeling now, start changing your life. Oftentimes, that projection of the goal of two, three years, eight months from now is really a call for us to catalyze change today and the feeling. Forget everything else I said. Remember this right here. The feeling is the same. When you hit that goal and when you start making great changes today or tomorrow to get to that goal, the feeling 
The feeling's the same. A back rub today feels like a back rub in three months, my friends. And so break out that peppermint eucalyptus and get busy on those goals right there. Before I let you guys cut loose and do that, share a little story. I'm in the gym. I'm in the gym. Where else am I? But I'm out here doing my thing. You know, it's a while ago we're boxing on this particular day. In fact, I think we're kickboxing on this particular day. I think it was maybe my third or fourth sparring session. I'm trying to break through at this world-famous gym. It's even more world-famous now right here in the city. And I'm going out here and showing up on these Friday afternoons to do the thing. I got my big 16-ounce gloves on. We're sparring. I got the headgear, all that. I'm pretty athletic. I'm tough for sure, but maybe there's other cats out here that a little bit more practice. Forrest, a little, he's like an inch taller than me. He's as lean as I am. And he's got a little bit of that. He's got a little bit of that. I don't live in the city. I don't, you people who rely on the grid, you guys are tripping. You, you rely on the grid. You're not, that's not what a real man does. He had that kind of energy. And so linked together with Forrest, who's about my weight and my weight class for show, we're about to get our spar on. And I remember thinking he's too brash. He's too egocentric. He's too this. He's too loud to really understand how to do this thing. He's talking the most in the classes. He was one of these guys who was the teacher's pet, right? The instructor's pets. He was always asking questions, which is a good thing. He was very... He's a squeaky wheel, but in a way to where the wheel wasn't just squeaky, it was screaming. Let me put it that way. He's a screaming wheel. And Forrest was also strong and tough. And he would show up frequently to these spars. I was newish. Me and Forrest start to go at it. I'm not really landing on Forrest like I like to. I have a crisp, educated jab. I'm able to land, but everything else, he's just out toughing me. He doesn't have perfect technique, but he has crisp technique. He kicks when I kick. He's landing them. He throws pretty wild, but he's so non-grid energy (laughs) off the grid. I come from this. You live in the city. I'm going to show you city boys how it's done. He has has that kind of grit, I guess. That rub. I'm just going to swing on you type stuff. He's just going to swing on you and try to land. He's got that mentality. And Forrest was a tough spar. Forrest also was obnoxious as hell. And every time his coaches told us to do something, most of us would be like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because these are pro kickboxers telling us what to do. He would always shoot back. Hey, I just, but what if, boom, boom, boom. Coach would be like, next time, why don't you lead off with that jab? Jab? Why do I have to start with the jab? Bah, bah, bah. Because I said so. All right, fine. Be that guy. Telling me personally that, yo, dude has the potential to be a really tough fighter. I think he actually maybe did a couple things here or there at one point. He has the potential and the mindset to go really, really far. Go fast forward. We spar a couple times. I think the next week, I remember, same obnoxious dude. I remember always thinking, like, I'm going to... Try to hit this guy as much as humanly possible, even if he wins the spar. But I'm just going to show him that not everybody is afraid of his mouth. I'm going to go ahead and work. And, I, man, I landed my hooks. I came in tough as landing kicks. When he, when no one else would kick at him because they were intimidated by his strength, 
I made sure to throw that extra kick right at the legs to make sure he knew I wasn't backing off. Then we got into a little flurry. And at the end of the flurry, I look down and there is a right hand flying toward my sternum. And the next minute, I don't, the next thing, so I see his fist coming. And the next moment, I don't see much. He didn't knock me out, but I don't see much. All I feel is all the oxygen molecules flying out of my chest. And I just go, (gasps) and he knocked all the air out of me with one shot. And right when he did it, coach goes, and I just kind of walk around. Like, I got my hands up. I take a step back. I'm walking around, playing it off. And I hear one of the coaches, again, another pro kickboxer, go, what happened to the body stuff? You're not doing any body stuff. I just did, he yells back. And I'm looking at him like, <gasps> but I don't want to admit it. I want him to take criticism. Forrest should have been that dude. Should have went on to do a lot of great things because not a lot of guys were picking up stuff as fast as he was or strong as tough as he was. And frankly, was just making it look pretty easy in there. I maybe went back to train a few months later. Never saw a boy again. And it always made me wonder, as you can tell, right? This was a while back. It always made me wonder, what happened? Like, what happened? Well, here's a guy who probably thought he can watch a lot of TV, adopt the personality, the countenance, right? The, I guess, talking points or personality, if you want to call it, or the maybe, you know, the loud mouthiness, the brashness, all that. He could basically act like a fighter or maybe forgetting that deep beneath someone acting like a fighter is the why. Why do they act like a fighter? Why do they carry themselves like a fighter? Because they've proved themselves to be hmm, tougher than the toughest adversities they will ever face in daily life and in fitness. If you're tougher than all the toughest adversities you will face, you're a fighter. If you're a fighter, you don't even know what it's like to look across the aisle and think that just in a moment's notice, I can emulate or even begin to grasp what success truly is. It's impossible. Forrest, I think, was a guy who decided I can act like a fighter, I can throw punches like a fighter, but work like one? I don't know about that. When it gets hard and people start throwing hard back, I might have to change my tune. In any event, I'm going to leave it right there, you guys, because it is Tough Love Tuesday. I'm not trying to mess with you. just trying to tap you all the way in. And you can do even more of that by going to the website, CoachJohanCSCS.com. And when you get there, you know what you can do is download all of that free stuff. That free stuff is yours. And until the next one, stay all the way up.